What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Socials Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Rob. I'm Gabe. And we are advocates of the cannabis community, promoting education and information to users and non-users alike. Normalization comes from conversation, so join us Wednesdays at 420 on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify. Make sure to check out the videos of each podcast on the following Friday at 420 on YouTube and the WeedTube. If you, if you haven't liked us on Instagram, check us out there too at Socials Lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Check us out. We're almost out up to the 1K giveaway. We said on our bio, I think a couple months back, we just put 1K giveaway and we're about uh, 48 followers away from that. So looking forward to that. That's something we're going to be good and we're going to be inputting our shirt in that as well, whatever size, whoever the winner is. And we're also beginning getting other brands to put content and also product in there as well so it's going to be looking something to look forward to but i'm excited we got robert back i mean i'm uh we haven't had you since season one but yeah it's good to be back exactly yeah it's time to catch up with each other what have you been up to man since i i think it's been april or it's been a while since you've been on yeah i've just been uh working a ton um if you guys don't know uh why, why I'm not really like going to a lot of uh, sessions and that kind of stuff is I have my own business um, doing uh, some e-commerce, selling selling stuff. So it uh, takes a lot of time and energy. I bet. Man. Um, so I'm focused on doing all that. And then I try to try to get involved with the social stuff when I can, when I'm, when I'm able to. Um, but I've gone to some some events now. Yeah, you uh, have. I was going to say, you've been actually like stepping up a lot and actually being present and you're meeting people. I mean, what was the first one you went to? The photo sesh, right? Was the... Yeah, the one that we hosted. Yeah. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, maybe it was a little too mellow, you know, just yeah. kind of trying to figure out, mm-hmm. you know, how, how everything goes and whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, it was good to go out and actually like meet people that, you know, I keep seeing on Instagram and interacting with on Instagram and whatnot. To, so to see people like and actually meet them was really cool. Yeah, it's a good feeling, definitely, when you finally see them. I still get that feeling when I go to certain events and I see someone I follow and I'm like, hey, I follow you, like you, your content. And if I remember some like a recent story post or something, I'll bring that up just to sort of update them and say like, I actually follow you, you know? Yeah, yeah, But yeah. that's awesome. And then I think the other one was the- uh, The one at Miss Smoke Shop? Yeah, so we had, yes, that was awesome, man. We had a kind of a spontaneous sesh, the last minute one. Where even Unbounded, Jonathan from Unbounded, and he's even been on the podcast too. He was yeah. there. He's been coming to a lot of events <laughs> he was our, too. He was our first guest on the podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> guest number one right there. The man, the man. He's over there doing the producing and editing at Unbounded. But yeah, he was there too. We got some great content. It was just similar to the photo sesh, just an organic sesh. But we also were able to get some plans down. We wanted to configure when our next photo session was going to be because we want to do this on on a monthly basis that's one of our goals yeah on the upcoming season but for right now that's what you've been up to been going to these events i know we have a couple more coming up so you'll be seeing robert's face a lot more that's going to be awesome i'm hoping i'm actually i'm actually gonna go to china soon though oh yeah that's um, right. so i won't be here for like a month uh <laughs> gotta go put in the work keep grinding and whatnot <laughs> but yeah when i get back i'm gonna i'm leaving september Fifth, and I'll come back October fourth. So okay. get back, you know, say what's up to everybody. Start going to more events and whatnot. Yeah, ho- hopefully, awesome. you know, the podcast keep going exactly. smoothly and whatnot. But oh yeah, we got a been, lot of guests holding coming it down, up. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we've been this season has been really well. I think that we get a lot of great content today. We're gonna be giving a legislation update because we feel that you know since we've last talked about the, sort of the legal 
uh, actions that have been going on. We haven't really caught up since what, like the whole summer. I haven't really done much of a le legislation update yet. So this is sort mm -hmm. of our way to catch up and see what's been going on and and update what uh, what's going on with cannabis as far as pushing the le uh, legislation aspect. But mm -hmm. yeah, man, it's so good to see you. I've also been busy as well. You know, yeah, I was gonna say, what's uh, what's up with you? Anything new? Oh uh, yeah, so. Um, I've been going to a lot of events. You know, I recently went to the High LBC. That was a tremendous event, man, I must say. It was the most packed I've ever seen it. There were so many big brands. I'm talking Rove, Moxie, Lowell, Papa and Barkley, Infuse, Treebase Clear. I mean, the list goes on and on. It, there were just so many great brands. Corova was there, California Dab Company. They were, shout out to Morgan. She's awesome, man. She oh, she actually really wants to be on the podcast. She actually, oh, it'd be awesome. Yeah, she reached out to Jonathan for that. And I was like, oh, wow. So I went up to her and, and I'm really looking forward to having her on here. But mm -hmm. yeah, so like I said, it was just an amazing event. Big service, big announcement that's going on. I actually am diving into the legal cannabis industry in, in the workplace. I actually just got a new job. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to disclose who who I'm working for or what I'm doing, but I will say that it is on the legal side, and I'm very, very, very happy because this is a great brand. They're in multiple states. They're fully legal, and I, this is just proof. The proof. This is exactly what socials is. We want to prove that cannabis can provide livable wages, and and it can inform and educate. I want to let people know that this is a real industry, and people can live through this industry and, and I'm, I'm doing it so let's do that's incredible congrats yeah. man it's it's wild i'm so thankful but I, i'm thankful also to all the people who have supported us anybody who has followed us or watched our videos you know when i go to events i'm getting a lot of feedback and i'm getting a lot of rapport from people who have watched from our viewers so thank you for that and continue to give me constructive criticism in any way i really appreciate that and mm -hmm. so that way we can make this this podcast more organic or whatever way that they want yeah i mean or if you just see us just Say what's up. Yeah, right? we're very approachable. I feel like we were pretty, like friendly guys. You know, just come up to us, say what's up. I tell us we, if I don't recognize you, I'm sorry. Just let me know where, and then <laughs> I'm sure I'll, rec I'll recollect the conversation. But yeah, man, like I said, uh, that 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 new job is gonna be fun. But back to the now we'll transition to the legislation update. What's mm. been going on? I, I really, like I said, I haven't been catching up, but this is sort of our chance to figure out what's been going on recently as far as legislation. But what do you got for me, Robert? Well. Um, if you follow our Instagram, I'm not talk talking to you, talking to everybody else. Uh, if you follow our Instagram, you'll see a little while ago, maybe a couple, couple days ago, we posted about in New York, there are a bunch of convictions, low-level uh, marijuana mm -hmm. cannabis convictions that are being um, erased. I can't yeah, think of expunged. that. Expunged. There thank you, go. thank you, thank you. Mm. Yeah, so 10,000, and then that was originally put out by the New York Times, I want to say. Okay. And then reading through that article, it was like 10,000 and changed like 10,600 or something. And then there was like a possibility that another 12,000 would get their records expunged. Wow. And now I'm seeing that there's an update to that article. And it's 160,000 now. Woo! So, I mean, that, yes. that's a big, yes. a big step. I, we commented on it and we said, you know, mm -hmm. like this is... You know, with that ten thousand, with that you know, up to yeah. like twenty two thousand or something like that, it's a good first step to you know, hopefully trying to you know just make people's lives easier. Because once you get a conviction for something like that, then you know you're you're in the system you're, and it's you're just... having trouble you know with jobs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So if we can get those records expunged and whatnot, it's a good first step to hopefully you know kind of fixing the situation a little bit. Exactly. But now there's one hundred and sixty thousand people. Um, I just kind of skimmed the article. It seemed like it was pretty much the same other than like the actual numbers. So right. it looked like when it was originally 10,000, 
looked like it was going to take like up to a year to get all that kind of sorted out. Wow. So I'm expecting it's probably going to be even more now. Yeah. Because it's like that's so many 16 times that they're what they originally were reporting on. Yeah. Let's hope it doesn't take 16 years though. (laughs) Let's hope. Yeah, yeah, they'll be way behind the times by then. But um, you know, it's a good first step. I hope that you know it's setting a larger precedent because I know that um, other states have had stuff. Uh, convictions and whatnot expunged. Yeah, like Illinois, they, I remember that. I was going to say Illinois. Um, but New York, you know, I'd, I'd say California, New York, um, not necessarily on the cannabis forefront, but just in general, those states kind of lead. So um, if we see New York making that, that push, then hopefully other states are going to be following. Yeah. Soon. One, of the, one of the crazy things about it being New York is I don't think New York legalized cannabis recreationally yet. I think it's no, only there's medically. still a violation. You, yeah. you can still get a violation um, and a fine. Yeah. So, so that, but even <laughs> even for a state that has not legalized cannabis recreationally, for them to expunge records, that's still showing like a, a huge a huge impact and a huge step in the right direction. You yeah. Know? And and that's something. I mean, California. I know that they have they're working on getting expunges. I don't know what the number is, but I hope that we can get somewhere up there, if not more, because I mean. I remember hearing something like 800,000 marijuana convictions were are go every year, even as even with it being legal in California and all these other states still happening every year. I mean, that sounds that sounds about right, because I remember reading in that article that it was like 800 and something thousand per year were being uh, arrested. I don't know if it was convicted, convicted but arrested. But, um, yeah. but yeah, like a crazy amount. And then, of course, of course, it's, um, you know, we're seeing a huge uh, overrepresentation of people of color and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yep. so, you know, hopefully these are steps to fix that, right? Like yeah. with whether it's whether it's expunging <laughs> the record or either supplying the social equity program where you you create um, people who have previous records in cannabis or previous cannabis convictions or arrests on their record, they are eligible for um, licensing or a certain percentage is up to I think fifty percent of a license. So that that's one aspect as to how they kind of um, like almost resolve the war on drugs. But expungement would be, I feel like, would be a, a much better solution or a much another solution in general. You know what I mean? Because that that's helping people. You know that. I mean, think about the, like all the people that want licenses and whatnot. Those are, you know, more entrepreneurial types. More, right. you know, like that business savvy, more focused. But there's a lot of people that like. They just want to work. Mm-hmm. They just want to get a regular job. Right. You know, like they don't, you know, yeah. they, and that's fine, right? But the, you know, their records are like keeping them from that, right? So the expungement, I think, is going to help a lot more just like regular people out, yeah. right? That just like. The people who get, who get arrested for having like cannabis in their car or even just like walking down the street and getting, mm-hmm. I know you can get. The stop and frisk. And yeah. Whatnot. And then. You know what I mean? So that that sort of makes sense as to why expungement would be a better alternative to those people because then it's like, you know, for people who don't really aren't in the cannabis industry but just are cannabis consumers and happen to fall at the wrong place at the wrong time, mm-hmm. the expungement would be a much better alternative than, you know, social equity and, and percentage in the license because mm-hmm. if they weren't, if they're not that involved in licensing or in yeah. cannabis, why are they going to get involved? Yeah, yeah. I totally understand that. They're, just, that they're just recreational, casual consumer, right? right? Like most people, mm-hmm. like most of us. Exactly. But, you know, if, if they just want to get a job, right? Like, yeah. So it's, that's, uh, 
that'll be a big positive move and hopefully you know that sets a good precedent that other states will be following and whatnot Mm -hmm. so Hopefully other states also will learn from that and we can get more states legalizing cannabis, both mm-hmm. recreationally or, or medically. Or at least decriminalizing At least, right? or even descheduling on the federal level. Like somewhere yeah. help us out. There's so many different ways that cannabis can can sort of like be destigmatized, decriminalized. Like in any way it can just, we can put an end to the stigma, but mm-hmm. we just got to take it one step at a time, one day at a time. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned uh, federally, you know, like descheduling it because uh, just popped up on the news. President Trump is donating part of his salary this quarter to fund a digital media campaign to bring attention to the risks of marijuana use. What? Yeah. So I just I just saw this headline um, that you know we're president saying so yeah he's putting it's dangerous. In, so wait, wait wait so he's putting in part of his salary to make sure to advocate and bring awareness to the dangers of cannabis. Yeah, so wow. uh, this was released by NPR. Surgeon General sounds alarm on risk of marijuana addiction and harm. So, um, and then that kind of ties into, um, they, they mentioned Pre- President Trump in there and donating part of his salary. Um, for the quarter, the president gets four hundred or $400,000 per year. So he's gotten um, $100,000 this quarter. Uh, it doesn't mention the percentage. It's just his salary for the quarter is $100,000, so potentially up to $100,000 to help fund this campaign um, to bring attention to the risks of marijuana use. There's a lot that's still unknown about the risks of marijuana, and federal officials say they support more local and federal research, um, which is positive, right, right? Right. I mean, research and understanding, education and whatnot, it's important. Yeah. It's just the issue of like who's funding the research, right? Exactly. And like what's, do they have a motive? Do they have an agenda? Yeah. Because we saw all the research that was going on. And that ties in with like objective versus subjective research. Like if you go in with that motive, it'll tend to be more subjective. Even if you make it polished and look objective, it doesn't necessarily mean it is. Yeah. So, so that's, hopefully will be positive with, with the local research. Right. And, um, and then you, you saw, um, again, on our Instagram, we posted about uh, more research that's going on. I mean, globally even, oh, yeah. um, that there's, uh, um, I forget now, I think it was in Taiwan. Um, oh, the there's school. a university mm-hmm. that um, the agricultural department put out a, uh, a ganja, ga- a, what, what, what was it, a ganja degree or, you know, a, or a degree like in ganja, right? Which, oh, which is like cannabis, like the actual language that they use there. Oh, really? So, yeah, because I saw like some people were commenting about it, like, oh, like ganja, like, you know, are they just yeah, like, trying the whatever. Yeah, because the lingo they... of, of, in ganja of cannabis is like another word for cannabis is ganja. And yeah. for those people who don't who don't know that. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's more slang right. on the Western side. Mm-hmm. But um, in Taiwan. Ta- Taiwan. Or is I, it Taiwan or Vietnam? It's no, not, I think it's, it's Taiwan. Vietnam. I think it's I Taiwan. Think it's Taiwan. Taiwan. Or Thailand. Oh, shoot. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wish I do. Okay. <laughs> Regardless, whatever yeah. whatever language that it was in, ganja is like the actual word. So oh, okay. instead of saying cannabis, like on the Western side, that's a little bit more of the research education. You know, it's referred to as cannabis. There, the actual like terminology would be ganja. So, so they offer like a degree program for in cannabis in a sense or in ganja. Yeah. So they said wow. that they want to be um, like the the biggest like research they they want to be on the forefront on the east oh right so um and then there's uh harvard and mit have gotten grants um the for... university of maryland now has a has a degree program for cannabis oh, you i, can I get saw that i saw that mm-hmm. so i mean yeah. it's it's popping up oxford university in the uk um, wow 
it's it's definitely popping up. And there still is Oaksterdam. Oaksterdam is in um I believe Oakland. It's like an all can it's a cannabis college. Like it's actual university for oh, cannabis. Oh, that like that's um for like cultivation. Yeah, they have horticulture and they also have business like a business oh, course okay. or degree or certif- certification. Mm-hmm. You have completion. But yeah, okay. I've thought about that. Um I thought about going into it on the business side, but I feel like we're going more of like the educational lifestyle route because we're here to inform and educate the users and then that's what we're doing. So that's why I didn't necessarily pursue that to mm-hmm. to like a full send, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oh, I, I just looked it up and it's a Thai university. There we so go. So that's from Thailand, not There we Taiwan. go. I'm glad we cleared the air on that one. <laughs> we were both confused there. <laughs> yeah, ch- check out the thing we posted on um, Instagram goes into a little bit of detail about um, research that's going on there. But Backtracking a little bit, going back to um, what the Surgeon General said, and that that Trump's putting his money into um, the 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 campaign of the, the dangers, the dangers of, of, of cannabis. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find the exact quote here, but um, I feel like like the way I think of it is, or what I think on this matter is cannabis. There's a lot of misinformation with cannabis. Oh, absolutely. And even us ourselves, I have, I'm still to this day misinformed on certain topics in cannabis. Mm-hmm. So to the, to the statement of dangers of cannabis, I will say that I do feel like there are some dangers in cannabis, not necessarily in the plant of cannabis, but in the industry of cannabis. What I'm saying is I'm talking about the, the black market vapes that are out right now. Mm-hmm. Some of them are potentially dangerous for you. I just saw an article on Leafly that said seven people were hospitalized in California. That was posted on August 26th. That was about four days ago. Mm. So I know, yeah, the 26th, so that was four days ago. Um, and like, like I said, the, that's, the, that's the real danger. You know, the, like cannabis yeah. can't necessarily kill you, but synthetic cannabis or synthetic marijuana or these pesticides that are in, implemented into the cannabis along with the vapes that are in the concentrate, mm-hmm. that can potentially be dangerous for you. And I will, I will agree to that aspect. But It's all the extra stuff. Yes. And like I said, I don't know necessarily what the president knows or what information they are being fed. But they can, if they are just solely breaking down the dangers of cannabis and they're talking about the addiction versus dependence, dependency debate, that's something that I, I feel like that, that might be an argument, but anything else regarding cannabis, I don't necessarily find it as a danger um, other than, like I said, the black market vape pens that can potentially, the pesticides in that, that can put you in a hospital. So please be aware of that. When regarding vape pens, please buy legal because they're, and please ask for the lab results because it's important to understand as a consumer, when you go to the grocery store, typically if, you know, if you're not sure of the product, what do you do? You check what's in it. So mm-hmm. if you're not sure of the product, do what you would normally do in other aspects and check the product, review the company, and, and be transparent with what you're consuming. It's important to be a conscious consumer. So please, let's do our due diligence as cannabis consumers and advocates to let them know that as well. So Yeah, and so I'm looking through the NPR article right now um, that talked about what the Surgeon General said and that President Trump's uh, putting his own money into this digital campaign. And so uh, the quote from Surgeon General Jerome Adams was, quote, while the perceived harm of marijuana is decreasing, the scary truth is that the actual potential for harm is increasing, end quote. Another quote that he had was, quote, this ain't your mother's marijuana, end quote. And he's talking about specifically the THC concentration, um, how it's gone up so much. Even um, they have a report from uh, the Surgeon General saying that uh, THC content has increased 
threefold from 1995 to 2014. So, which um, is a true statement. I will say that that is true. That 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 research is accurate. I mean, even Netflix has done a documentary on it, uh, on um, the increases in potency on cannabis. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't remember exactly what documentary it was, but they do mention that. And another thing is, I feel like with that statement, the cannabis industry has has adjusted to that. What I'm trying to say is now when you go to cannabis events, I'll bring an example of one brand that I know is Old Pal. Old Pal, is, uh, they have a shop in Long Beach. Their cannabis is not necessarily high potency like they say that they specialize in a strategic range or restricted range of thc percentage why because of the potency uh rise so what they do is they cater to the people who aren't as who don't have the tolerance and don't want such a high potent cannabis Mm -hmm. flower or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. cannabis product so they suffice to another brand so i feel like I understand what what their concern is on that aspect, but I do also know that the cannabis industry is adjusting and accommodating to that statement and to the recent rise in tolerance in in potency. Yeah, and I um I saw I saw that in an, an article uh, a different article on Forbes actually talking about like luxury marijuana products that that have a low THC um, amount, whether whether it's um, specifically they're talking about edibles you know, like five milligrams, you know, 10 milligrams. Um, and then that also have a significant amount of CBD, which kind of negates some of the effects of THC. So, um, yeah, I think it's just a matter of people, people will still get high, they'll still use it. But now, you know, if you're smoking, you have to smoke as much, right? And I think that you're inhaling any kind of smoke for your lungs, it's like probably not the best thing, right? So if you're getting that THC faster and you're still getting the same high, but smoking less, I think I think that overall it's a win. Yeah. Right? Um, because but, you're saving you're saving you're saving money on the flour that you're spending, and then yeah. you're also like your tolerance isn't building as high, so you don't have to consume as much. So yeah, it's definitely like a win-win situation. And I also feel like with the with the stigma part of it, tying to like advocating the dangers of it it's tied to the people they everyone thinks like oh people just want to get high to get high Mm -hmm. that's still like a a statement out there that that's the stigma part that is still lingering Mm -hmm. but the more we show that there are more functioning people in society who are consuming as well but they find their balance Mm -hmm. that is how you truly those are the ones who are who are who have adjusted to this tolerance to the potency rise because everybody's every consumer everyone in the industry who consumes has adjusted to what's going on right. either they consume more or they consume less or some don't consume at all that a lot of that has happened de- definitely because the potency sometimes they have a bad effect or bad trip on a on a high potent edible i mean why do you think that the legal market limited their dosage to 100 milligram mm-hmm. you know so they have to run they have there has to be a cap i mean alcohol has a cap on their stuff everybody has a limit Mm-hmm. So, but at the end of the day, there's an audience to every market. So if we didn't have high potencies, we wouldn't have designer weed, like cookies, alien labs, really strong stuff. So some days, like, I, like let's say today I go home and I'm like, hey, you know what? I, wanna, I, want, to, I want like a really high potent um, cannabis flower. I, that's, I know which brands I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. But then I, if I don't, I already know which brands I also want to do because I inform myself. I go to right, the, I, right. you, you be present, you go to the events. So to the people who are out there, 
If you have any questions, just let us know. We'll let you know about the events and we can inform you on what the best brands are and what areas you're looking for. So, Or even going beyond brands, but just going to your local dispensary mm -hmm. and they have all the concentrations there mm -hmm. because it should be lab tested. And then you can know like, okay, I don't need 30% THC. Right. You know, I'm looking for something lower. Talk to a bud tender. Mm -hmm. They can recommend stuff. Oh, you know, this is going right. to affect you this way. This might affect you that way. You know, if you know, you start to get a good gauge of like what range that you're looking for with THC and CBD. Yeah. You can get a much better idea of like going in and just saying like, this is something that I'm aiming for. And then they can hook you up with like recommendations and, and whatnot. Yeah. And so it's another important aspect of legalization. Yeah. It's just more, there's more information out there instead of you just go to your guy. Yeah. And he's like, this is what I got this time. Yeah. You know? So a lot of times also, I think another way to, to ask yourself before you ask the bud tender is like, there are two things, the, the THC percentage and then also the terpene profiles. So what, mm. I'm, what I'm getting to is like for THC percentage, I always ask myself, how strong do I want the flower product to be? That's more of like the dosage or the potency, how potent do I want it? And then the terpene profile ties into how do I want it to make me feel? Mm -hmm. Because the terpenes, um, the aroma effects depend on each, each. like limonene is a citrusy effect. It, it ties in with uh, energetic uplifting effects and it also brings awareness or it improves awareness. Some people say focusness, but I say awareness because it keeps me aware that I have distractions and I put them aside and that's how I focus. Mm. But to each his own on how you, how you view it. Mm. But like I said, like back to... The person going into, if you're a new consumer, go into your dispensary and if you're not sure how each flower makes you feel or each strain, ask about the terpene profiles, ask your bud tender because they should be knowledgeable in that as well. And if they're not knowledgeable, if you're a bud tender, like ask people, ask, ask your manager, ask, reach out to us and we can inform you or we can point you to someone who knows the right answer. So it's mm -hmm. important that we just continue to spread information. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's the key, right? Is I mean, we, we said at the beginning of the podcast, um, education, information, that's how, that's how we normalize, right? And that's how we hopefully remove stigmas and, um, you know, overall just like gain acceptance, yeah. right? And um, I mean, the majority of people, I don't think really care yeah. whether, like, if you do that or not, as long as like you're not doing it while you're driving. Exactly. Or you're not, you know, just like baked as long as you're your safe. mind, like yeah, like safe at work or stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. If you get off work or it's on the weekend or whatever, like just enjoy yourself, yeah. right? Like exactly. And if you're not doing anything, if you're gonna watch a movie, I mean, you're already there at home. Why? Why? They're not doing anything wrong. You're not doing anything illegal. You're on private property. It's perfectly fine. But. Yeah, I think this is a great episode, man. I really feel like we went in depth with these articles and we, we got some really great content and some really organic conversation out of this, man. It was great to catch up with you and I oh, really yeah. appreciate, you know, having you on and we got to continue to have uh, each other and keep pushing each other to getting some more events and getting our reach out there. But I really appreciate, you know, you being on here with me and, you know, it's kind of funny to have me on this side because I'm normally <laughs> on that side. So it's like, it's funny. I'm usually, that's like the host side, I guess. I don't know. But I wanted you to, t to, to sit on that, and I wanted to feel this side, and I like it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, switch it up a little bit. Yeah. If anyone wants to know how these seats feel, come hit, hit me up, DM me, <laughs> e email. We'll get you on here in no time. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, next, uh, before we round out, I just want to let you guys know, next couple events we'll be going to, um, we have Dante's Place on September 15th. We have the Koala Puffs Hike on, uh, it's actually tomorrow, 
on Sunday the 1st. So I think by the audio, it'll already be yeah. done. <laughs> but it's going to be, we're going to get lots of content. You'll see the stories and check that out. And then after that, we also have Summertime Sesh on September 8th. We also have Chief and with Chelsea, her birthday party event is going to be in LA. That's the 21st. So anybody have any questions on attending, please DM us and we'll send you the information. But yeah, other than that, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Gabe. I'm Rob. And uh, see you next time.